previously on follow the leader today we're playing karma by frenzy kitty games for those of you who are new to this game here are the basics karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends it is part theater part storytelling and part role-playing game unlike traditional role-playing games karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master in Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. There is also no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. We'll also be playing this game with a bit of a twist, using some elements from Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by Vincent Baker and some of its hacks during play. I want to introduce our playset. Um, yes. As we went to the effort of writing it. Um, yes, please do, Jade. So this uh, playset we've dubbed A World About to Dawn, and it's very sort of inspired by uh, the barricades of Les Mis and other sort of pre-revolution, like the night before the big stand, like very sort of, arguably it's got a little bit of Blackadder Goes Forth kind of energy, just something we're on the cusp of something something that may be earth shattering so and we gotta and if anyone wants to play with this let us know and we'll share the pdf with you or the google drive uh but yeah revolution is in the air um but it's not here yet okay so um the name, the name, the character is Sabriel Cohen. My role is the martyr. The description, the only thing I wrote in description was tired, crungly. Uh, <laughs> Correct. His virtue is generous, but his vice is, is that he is rash. His relationships with Nezemi, it is strained. Cordelia, it is reluctantly cordial. Uh, with Vi, it is secretive. And with Galador, it is romantic, of course. All right. I am once again playing Nezemi Kazel, for fair pronouns, or any, but however you like. And fair role is the strategist in their late 30s. They're on the shorter side with a slim build, has a sharp gaze and fast hands. Long dark hair threaded with silver and a side shave and a scalp tattoo of a flowering vine studded with cybernetic implants. One eye is an entire is entirely an inky black. Their virtue is pragmatic. Their vice is selfish. Relationships. Cordelia is strained and then in brackets uh, romantic. Uh, with Vi is shared secrets. With Galador is respectful. And with Sabriel is reluctantly cordial and in brackets untrusting. I will be playing once more, the last time. Cordelia Waite Smith. The role I picked was the leader. I also wrote, or the skeptic if Sabriel picks leader. So kind of both in the middle of those two. Uh, a description, tall, rangy, dyed black hair showing roots of red, a trusty leather jacket regained and re-equipped. Her virtue is courageous, her vice is vengeful, 
Uh, relationships Nezumi is strained, parentheses slash romantic. Uh, Tavai is devoted, but doesn't know why. Galador is respectful uh, of, of, of Blade's strength and skill, uh, if not Blade's priorities. Uh, and Sabriel is reluctantly cordial slash untrusting. I, I am playing aforementioned Vi Dumarsh, no pronouns, Vi only. Vi is Vi. Uh, Vi is uh, the wild card. Uh, no description. Don't, don't try. Um, <laughs> it won't end well for you, Sabriel. Uh, Vi's virtue is game-changing, but Vi's vice is fickle. Uh, relationships, uh, with Nezumi are, uh, the Vi's relationship with Nezumi is shared secrets. Uh, with Cordelia is devoted. Vi knows why Vi is devoted. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, with Galador is reluctantly cordial, and with Sabriel, as proven in the last game, is untrusting. I will be, uh, playing Galador Enderwall, uses Blade's self-pronouns, and Blade's role is the muscle. Blade's kind of looks 40s-ish, average height, but somewhat broad, eye patch over Blade's right eye, messy dark hair, uh, kind of think Oded Fair, Circa the Mummy, but a little older and a little broader. Also, there's a just like a small thread of white hair at uh, one temple. Blade's virtue is measured, and Blade's vice is vengeful. Uh, Galador's relationship with Nezumi is mutually beneficial. Uh, with Cordelia is strained. Uh, with Vi, reluctantly cordial. And with Sabriel... Uh, Blade is devoted slash romantic. And uh, they let themselves be ushered and out of breath just start outlining, you know, we found some activity at the perimeter and uh, we were able to misdirect them away, but we were also able to scan some of their communications and get more information about the troop movements. You see... Uh... Yeah, no, I like this. I mean, there's like this flick of fair wrist and a small, like, holographic thing sort of pops up and they taps in the information. Um, and you see it sort of like gets siphoned off into a. Uh... I'm bad at visualizing right now, but like the information gets like pinned on the digital cork board, as it were, where everyone can access it. It's like a communal information sharing thing but yeah uh, all right um they uh face sends uh randall off to rest up or whatever and like share the information relieve whoever they're meant to relieve and uh adds a little bit uh goes back to the stove puts the heat back on to finish making up stuff and then siphons off a little of the broth and like sets it aside on the counter and then flicks off the under cabinet light and um, just says to the now totally dark room I'm never quite sure if you eat per se but that's there if you want to and make sure Cordelia doesn't pass out we now return to your game already in progress
Is it then me? It is. Framacine is Yusufitsa. So we see the fantasy trello with the troop movement on it. And we zoom out and Cordelia is pointing at a particular cluster and says, this is a group of soldiers who have come in from off-world recently. They only ever patrol together and they only ever patrol in a very specific vehicle. Which I think means that they are escorting something. And she looks up at Galador. And I think we should take it. We can't mobilize a whole battalion to attack. But I think between the two of us, we don't need a battalion. Sometimes a knife in the ribs is better than trying to bludgeon through armor. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we kind of dissolve into the night skyline as two figures stand and watch an armored truck kind of trundle through. And I'm setting up fighting back to back. (laughs) Fighting back to back is from uh, one particular harbor, which is a fun ocean themed firebrands game. Uh, So, yeah, so. I guess I can... So we came here to get this thing from this truck, this armored truck. But I can ask you how we came to be fighting back-to-back. So I don't think that we necessarily made a miscalculation. I think that there was always going to be some sort of uh, altercation for us to be able to do this. But... Mm -hmm because we had the information we were able to choose it while they're at their weakest and mm-hmm. try to amb- you know ambush them as opposed to doing anything that would have uh alerted them to a larger presence so they're not expecting yeah, us yeah like like you know okay so there there's like three groups of of soldiers who like all take this thing they switch every so often if we get them right Bef- an hour before they're set to switch, that'll be the- when they're they're most complacent. Mm-hmm. They're looking forward to getting off their off work. They're tired, and they're not going to be ready for us. Yep. Cool. Decide who you're fighting and why. I think we've established that. What do we notice about each other? What have we heard? Um, do you want to say anything you notice about Cordelia, um, or is it, or are you meant to say what what I notice about you? Uh, I've always played it that um, I say what you notice about me. Okay. And I think, is this the first time we fought together like this? Or do you think that we've... Probably the first time we fought together like this since the Sentencer. Okay. Which which means it's familiar for you and for me, but not in a way that for, that Carmelia, uh, Cordelia Camelia is um Amelia Bedelia is uh actively conscious of okay you know she was like yeah you can fight and then as we get into the fight it's like oh we can fight yeah i think i think you notice that familiarity i also think you notice that 
it's a little different than you didn't realize you were expecting it to be a certain way, but it's a little different from from what you expected because Galador is a lot more dogged in the way that Blade fights. Like in the sentencer, Blade had reason to fight for sure, but there's something something more vicious to the way that Galador is fighting now. All right. Uh, and Cordelia, you notice that she seems almost like the opposite way. Like she is not worried and she's not scared. Uh, it seems like she is like just kind of cutting loose in a way that's, that's like the Cordelia back in the sentencer was very weighed down by a lot of things. Uh, and this one is like, is like, Hey, I'm very good at this. Let's kick some ass and get some shit from these guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, during the fight, anyone can ask for details about the location or circumstances, uh, and obviously introduce complications. Uh, we take turns asking each other leading questions from the uh, list. Uh, we get to ask three questions each back and forth, and the best fighter asks the first question, or else we throw a coin. So it's probably you, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's probably Galador. So Cordelia's a lot rawer, more or more raw in her style. Yeah, whereas Galador was like literally formed into the human weapon that blade is today mm -hmm. um ooh, this is a good one because i like what it does for building a relationship between us uh one of them hurls an insult at me that makes your blood boil what did they say and how do you respond oh interesting i think i think that they because we've talked about Galador being like the perfect weapon, a, a, a human weapon, a semi-human. I don't know if Galador is like human-human or is like what, but I think they say something about Galador not having like free will. Uh, like I think the the sort of propaganda is that you are this unthinking, unfeeling like like just like mindless soldier for the compass mm -hmm. and vi not vi cordelia i don't know what vi thinks about it cordelia <laughs> finds that one finds that idea abhorrent uh and two like is i don't know I, I'm, I'm trying to like bridge the gap because like on one side cordelia is like of all the people that Blade could be unthinkingly, unflinchingly loyal to. I mean, Sabriel, if Sabriel was the one micromanaging where Galador did sword stuff, Galador would not be as good at doing sword stuff. <laughs> um. She's not wrong. Oh, no, she's not wrong, no. That's so funny. That is really funny. Um, And... The, the the other side is like is like 
I don't know. Has Vi, has Cordelia? Why am I keep saying Vi? Has Cordelia ever seen Galador doubt or or like check Sabriel in any way? I think that because we've established that Galador is like eighty percent of Sabriel's impulse control, I think it's very possible that she's seen Blade do something to like get Sabriel off of a certain track or just be like hey you need to stop this you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so i think it's very likely cordelia's seen that especially lately i think yeah fantastic uh so yeah so one of them is is like you know fucking tin soldier you fucking clockwork man you don't even have a soul you don't even have a brain cordelia just shoots him <laughs> yes Good. This is nice. Good shit. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, and then another guy swings and, you know, they're ducks and we go back into the melee. Uh, okay. I will say my opponent sends my weapon flying, leaving me defenseless. Do you throw me yours or buy me time to recover? I think that Galador buys you time. I don't think that Blade came with any any sort of weapon that Blade would want to loan Cordelia. So instead, uh, Blade kind of like, you know, falls back a little bit to to get you to where uh, your gun went flying and mm-hmm. uh, is able to cover you while you retrieve it. Mm-hmm. I have an idea for a complication. Hell yeah. Sure. All right. One of your opponents starts to fall back and you can see that they are reaching for a radio or of some sort to call for backup if you get a positive roll they manage to call for backup before you can kill them uh if you uh, or, no, it would be the opposite the opposite yeah yeah, huh. yeah no if you if you uh if you if it's positive you manage to kill them before they can call for backup if it's negative you don't okay sure uh, and so I just roll a 2d6? Yeah. So, are you interested in that complication showing up, Zach? I think that it doesn't actually make much of a difference, because Galador and Cordelia can probably take these guys and backup, if backup shows up. When I say backup, I mean something like, like, a like a mech or something. Something big and, like, something mm-hmm. you can't take on. Something we need to we need to get a raid party together to deal with. Yeah. Something you have um, to fall back for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we would have to then we would lose the thing, uh, yeah. whatever this thing is. Yeah. Uh, I think that that can be interesting. Either either way that 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 shakes out, that could be interesting. Okay, so you can roll. That I I'm trying to figure out if you should try to if you should shift your karma track to take an extra die in one direction or another. Because uh, that's a thing that you can do. I think I think it's it's early, um, and I think that this losing this now will. I've got an idea for how to how to spin the negative version of this, so I'm good with. I'm interested in either side, either end. Uh, okay, great. Okay. You can just roll. You can just roll two d six then. There's eight. Woo! Double fours. Nice. Yeah, you kill the fuck out of this guy. Dead. All right. I think. I think. I think. Um, Cordelia has this like um, 
Magitech revolver, gunslinger style, and 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 she just like fans the hammer. It's like bam, one goes through the one goes through the the radio, and bam, the second one goes through the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Rules takes care of it. May I suggest something? Mm-hmm. Just because it's cool, uh, may I suggest that the the revolver is like the one from Hellboy. The original Hellboy, not the the, oh, the good, recent the remake. Good Samaritan. Yes, it's a bit big for for Cordelia, um, or the, I guess the the Samaritan. It, I was about to make a horrible joke. <laughs> well, now you can't not make it. She can take Awful. it. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I mean that is a that is a cool revolver, and it, it could like stylistically very similar i think yeah um, but like not necessarily the same size but like the same kind of look the one that i always come to is the is the colt dragoon which was an, a navy revolver Ooh. in the civil war uh which is also like just a big like long barreled revolver uh but in either case it's like also like got like um like brass inlays and like uh glyphs inscribed on it it's a final fantasy revolver mm-hmm. good shit good shit mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's that's the complication and i think we still have questions to do uh we sure do so i'm just going for the relationship building questions just because we don't have much of a relationship uh as it stands so in the heat mm-hmm. of the fight you say something to me you've been holding in what is it um, okay. What have I been holding in about Galador? Or it may not even necessarily be about Galador. It could be something uh, something else that's revealing about Cordelia's mental state, too. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, so I think Heat of the Fight is is a little bit... Um, it's, it's nowhere, because it's not an angry thing that Cordelia says. But like, uh, it. So you we do like a cool like tag team maneuver mm-hmm. where you like um you know cut a cut a guy down at the knee or like you know not knock them down so they're kneeling and then Cordelia like runs and does a like a leaping bulldog and just slams him in the ground and she kips up and she's like, God. Imagine the kind of shit we could have done if you weren't playing nanny to Sabriel. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. <laughs> oh, Cordelia. Oh, Cordelia. <laughs> oh, Cordelia. <laughs> this is fun. We're a good team. <laughs> I love this so much. Across the city, Vi winces. <laughs> and doesn't know why. <laughs> Nezumi also winces because Nezumi can hear the radio stuff that's going on around them. And just mm-hmm. like can hear it. Sabriel Oh Sabriel is uh, is sneezes and has no idea why and goes back to what, what they're doing. <laughs> Everyone disliked that. <laughs> <laughs> in a positive way, in a positive way, in a positive way. It is what it is. <laughs> Approval rating. So good. Minus it's so ten. Good, minus yeah. ten. Minus ten. <laughs> Where's the contempt tokens? <laughs> it's really good though. Really, really good. <laughs> it's so good. I love this. <laughs>
your turn. Okay, in that case, uh, I'll say I release a flurry of attacks. What do you notice about me as I drive our foes back? Hmm, that's a good one. I feel like I'm a little surprised by your strength because, like, up until this point, you've been, like, it takes a lot of dexterity to wield a gun the way that you do. Um, but this flurry and the the way that you're driving the enemy back belies, like, the, the actual physical prowess you have as opposed to just your dexterity. Uh, and so I'm a little surprised by that, and my estimation of you goes up a little bit. Hell yeah, playing the Galador social link yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. I can have an estimation of your skills that's that's different from my estimation of your personality. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cordelia. Yeah, she she like um does this does this cool like uh trick shot where she like is uh, fanning the hammer sideways so that the and I'm stealing this from Metal Gear Solid three where the upward muzzle like like kick like makes it strafe and like mm-hmm. gets a bunch of these guys all at once. Because you said that, I'm just imagining uh, Cordelia doing the fucking revolver ocelot thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I think I think we have one last leading question from you. I think you're correct. Okay. Yes. I don't have the rules of this game in front of me, so I do not know how long it's meant to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, we each ask three questions. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think I'm the last question, so, um, yeah, I think I'll go with an opponent launches an attack from my blind side. You can intercept, but you'll be badly injured. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you don't fight side by side someone unless you're willing to take a hit for them. Uh, Cordelia truly does it with zero thought, just action. She's like, oh, this guy is, I'm still reloading. This guy's got a beat on Galador. Uh, I can't reload fast enough to, to shoot him from here. So I'm going to, like, she like is like, hey, uh, and k- just kicks Galador in the butt uh, <laughs> and then takes a, a bullet to the shoulder and then whirls around, clicks the uh, cylinder back into place. And then as she is twirling and falling to the ground, gets the guy. Nice. Awesome. Uh, once each fighter has answered three leading questions, the fight is nearing an end. Choose an outcome from the provided list together and consider the events of the fight in our decision. I mean, it kind of seems like we managed, do we manage the upper hand and dispatch our opponents to ensure they'll never bother us again? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't think they'll never bother us again. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. These guys won't. <laughs> yeah. How about how about we triumph over our opponents, but allow them to slink away with their lives? Some of them, at least. Because mm-hmm. we weren't here to get to kill all of them, we were here to get what's in the truck. Yeah, true. I I like that idea. I do think that there's definitely a body count, though. Like, there's definitely people mm-hmm. who are not getting up. But yeah, yeah, it's Galador. Well, and uh, again, complimentary. Yes, and Cordelia, both of them again, complimentary. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we get what's in the truck. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think we see it yet. But like um, Cordelia, like with blood now, blood now soaking her jacket. Uh, like I guess well, I shouldn't be too graphic about it. She's bleeding. They like holding her, holding her side. Uh, she like with her free hand wrenches open the door of the truck, and there's this like weird trunk. It's like it's like a chest almost, like a like a like a like a like a steamer trunk, but like with like a bunch of weird telemetry uh readings on it and like a bunch of like keys and gears and and stuff he's like what the this is it whatever the fuck this is and she like grabs it and groans because she can't reuse all of her strength to move it uh and gal looks to galador to grab it as we as we flee into the night yeah galador hefts it up and looks at cordelia and is just is this going to impede your movement kind of gesturing to the bullet wound. No, 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 no. I you the thing about blood is you keep making more of it. <laughs> Just go. That's definitely how that works, Cordelia. Yep. It's okay. They said it was fine. All my blood's they said my all my bleeding was internal and that's where the blood's supposed to be. Yep. Yep. That's how uh, that works. Exactly how that works. Is that scene? That scene. Beautiful. Hey, Sam. Oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> Let's have a conversation over food, my friend. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I was reminded of the one that Reuben and Garion had oh yesterday. And I was like, oh, I gotta open with this. Incredible. I love that. It's it's a conversation over your food, to be clear. Yes, it is. Yeah, no. Uh, Vi doesn't eat. Um, Vi does eat. Vi is not eating at this in this scene. <laughs> That's fun. Actually, that's actually like way better. Okay, so I would say that Sabriel doesn't really move around much at this point. As a incredibly important figure in this uh, revolution, they're kind of they're in a state, so they're still you know. I would say that they are probably in the the shitty little kitchenette right now, um, eating mm-hmm. shredded cheese directly out of the fridge. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> hey Sam. Hey Sam. Yeah. What if Sabriel picks up the broth that's in the mug on the side with to have with the shredded cheese? Oh, absolutely. I was thinking yeah. about that too. Yeah, no, cold broth, absolutely. <laughs> Cuz it's been a few hours by this point and so the broth is no longer warm, but it is there. Still good. It's still good. Yeah. He, he picks it up and goes, "Yeah, okay." Takes a sip. Continues to eat shredded cheese directly out of the bag. Sorry, if anyone else would like to show up, that is fine. I'm I'm figuring this happens at roughly the same time as whatever Galador and Cordelia are getting up to. Yeah. But, like, if Galador and Cordelia want to interrupt the scene, that's cool, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think uh, Cordelia would want to, until we can, like, figure out what the, the trunk is, she's not going to take it to the hideout. She's going to take okay, it to a different fair, safe house. Fair. Yes. Fair enough. Okay, so so we're in the kitchenette. What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? Well, the thing that you notice about Vi is that Vi is here. <laughs> Vi is also specifically staying out of your line of sight. And I'm being really cool about that. And not still <laughs> trying to, like, peek around. Vi is much better at staying out of your line of sight because Vi is fully Vi again and is at full 
power, I guess, is the best way to phrase it. Nice. So Vi can do that, as opposed to before, where it was more difficult for Vi to move. Yeah. Vi can actively stay out of your line of sight now. It's no funny business, Sabriel. <laughs> you are no fun. Um, <laughs> I just, I just don't see what the problem with a little bit of professional curiosity is. Um, who is taking the first term here? Turn here. Who is who is in the lowest social standing? I guess Vi. Um, it depends on which. Technically, it's Vi. Yeah, I guess it depends on which social standing you're really thinking of, like general society or like within the revolution. But both. Yeah, you're you're a spooky ghost. The thing is, it's in both cases. True. Vi is in the lower social standing because Vi is a weird, not dead, dead person. Vi is a spooky ghost person, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Kind it's of. weird. Vi is a weird shadow person. Love it. So, so... <laughs> you're facing away from the doorway, and you just hear Vi's voice behind you say, That was mine. Oh. Um. Takes another sip. Oh, no, you can have it now. Takes another sip. I don't want it back. Uh, okay. Uh, well, well, um... <laughs> Good, because I, uh, this is the only thing I've consumed all day. <laughs> Little flick at the back of your neck. Ow. Like a, like a, what would pass for affectionate from anyone else? <laughs> Sabriel does, like, try to turn and look, but, like, obviously, Sabriel's still wearing an eye patch, so, like, theoretically it wouldn't cause him to see the horrors, uh, to peep the horror there, but, uh, who knows? <laughs> Though, to be fair... Sabriel does also, like, is is not necessarily just looking with his eyes. He does have other senses in a more, uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> astral eyes. This big, big do not perceive me hours, Sabriel. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, so I guess it's, did you ask a question and I missed it? No, I was starting with, um, I was starting with actual improvised conversation because it's, it's, it's a better way to open as opposed to immediately yeah. going into a topical question. I wanted to at least set tone. That's so before valid. Yeah. I, I went into a question. Sabriel throws a, a handful of shredded cheese into his mouth. Technically, technically we've both now passed to saying something about the food. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which so funny. technically ends the conversation, but we're we're not gonna do that. <laughs> um, um So seen uh been anywhere interesting lately? <laughs> You're the worst at this, aren't you? Oh um, yes. absolutely, yes. <laughs> that was in character. Oh, uh, then Sabriel's gonna go, well, I didn't have to try to start a conversation. I could just go back to what I was doing with my food. I was going to get there. I was doing a little bit of, you could call it information gathering, I suppose. Hmm. Gather any good information? I'm feeling generous. What favor do you ask me? Oh my god. Um... I mean, I ask you what information you've gathered. Is it is it information pertinent to 
he waves his hand. The matter at hand, or just kinda? Mm, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, the information that I found out, a lot of, a lot more troop movements, a lot more goods movements, you could say, um, plans being set in stone. There are some things that you might consider useful that I don't, and there are some things that I would consider useful that you wouldn't. So, I can... We can do the Sparknotes version once you've, uh, eaten more than just some cold broth, I suppose. I shake the bag of cheese. Not just cold broth. <laughs> Does Galador know that you eat like this? No, that's why I... That's why I do it when Blade is here. <laughs> This is what I do when I don't have somebody making sure I eat. It's easier this way. Doesn't require any right. any real preparation. Or Why are you judging me for this? Why am I letting you do this? Because how are you going to hope to succeed if you can't even eat a proper meal? Who needs meals? We're busy. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. Um... It's your turn for a topical question, if you have one. <laughs> um. Also, if anybody has a complication, uh, check it oh, out. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for Sam to do his, his uh, topical question. Cool. Nice. Uh, um, but I have a complication. Awesome. Ooh. I like the idea. Something gives you a way to me. What? But in, like, a, I, I really want to peep the fucking horror, my dude. <laughs> um, you fucking, you fucking dumbass. At one point, at one point, Sam, I'm just going to let you do it, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not doing it now. Um, you catch a shadow move out of the corner of your eye where there's, there's, there, you know, the room is still. And and you you almost get it, you almost get the edge of Vi, and Vi just says that's an even worse idea than not eating a full meal. Roll my single visible eye. I am going to introduce a complication now. Hell yeah! Hmm. There is an explosion that rocks the building. Now, <laughs> on a positive outcome, it's distant. It's just that big that you you feel it. On a negative outcome, it's close enough that, like, it actually does damage to the building. Hmm. Ooh. Should I move some plot along? Do it. Ooh. Please do. I might some move some plot along. So, I'm gonna- I'm- okay. Um, cause also, we've had a lot of successes. Um, can someone True. move my track in the correct direction? Yes. Hell yes. Hang on, just a second. So wait. So you're rolling two d six and then re reducing the amount you rolled by one d six. Yep. I'm just gonna roll. I'm just gonna roll two d six and then I'm gonna roll one d six and we'll just yeah. do the math manually. I know how to do subtraction. It doesn't even matter. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Great job. It doesn't Great even job. matter. Great job. Oh my god. Hold on a second. I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, you should because if the result is zero, you re-roll. Okay. Okay. No, it's a three. Okay, that's fine. 
Rolled a one. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, the fuck is, damn, I was thinking it was going to be even funnier if I rolled a six on the 1d6 and I got a fucking negative two. <laughs> okay, so the blast hits the building. Sabriel, you are swallowed by darkness. Ooh. I guess, I guess this is the closest that you'll come to peeping the horrors. Fair enough. Yeah, I get swallowed by darkness. That's a fun, that's a fun and exciting time. But if I pull my eye patch off, what do I see in the spectral plane? Motherfucker, I didn't think this far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because of course I am going to, when my normal vision is impeded by things such as a collapsing building, sometimes mm, you need okay. to use second sight. No, I got it. Oh. I got it. Okay, perfect. Hell yeah. You, there is, it's so brief because there's, you don't have a lot of time. You have to pull your eye patch off, and it's not like you're in darkness for that long. Like, there's like, there's a beat where you register what's happening. There's a beat where you register that I'm in the spectral plane. There's a beat where you pull the eye patch off. So the actual mo- the actual thing that you see is something akin to the manifestation of what it looks like when the divine breaks an unbreakable vow, which is one of the greatest cardinal sins that you can hit. Even the divine should not be shattering unbreakable vows like that. Whatever promise was made was so horrific to whatever god it was that broke the bond, which is, and that's subjective, right? Like, that god could have made the wrong choice. That god, that god made a biased choice. But whatever it was, was so horrific that something divine intervened somewhere where it shouldn't. And by doing it, uh, <laughs> fucked a lot of shit up, I'll say that. And it is... There is... You just get the briefest flash of total acute understanding and then you're back in the material plane invigorating um (laughs) sabriel is a little fucked up over this but also the building's collapsing so uh does not really have time to process that and goes (sighs) shakes shakes it off and goes (sighs) okay and then just looks to looks through the through the the um spectral plane to see uh what the fuck just blew up like yeah I can see through walls a little bit like is there is there a uh an echo on this side of the veil of like what's going on <laughs> uh yeah I think so and I think Vi kind of just sighs and is like I told you not to look all right. Uh, focus on evacuation first, perhaps? Right, yes, of course. Uh, and then he actually shakes it off and starts barking orders and, and, like, rushes back down to the basement and is like, let's get out of here, you know, move to the next safe house. Like, 
actually takes charge and is like, wait a second, I know what I'm doing here. Like, let's, I gotta, we gotta go. I think that it's, it's a targeted attack, but it's not specifically targeting Sabriel. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. targeting the revolution. They didn't know he was here. They didn't know that Sabriel himself was here. Yes. It's, it's pure luck that the attack happened to hit a building that Sabriel was in. And it's, and, and so, so Vi just beelines to Nezumi. And I think that scene. I love it. I did it. I beat the horror. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very proud. All right. So my scene. Um, I'm a little torn because part of me wants to do a flashback, but part of me wants to roll with uh, Galador and Cordelia. But well, what what's the flashback you want to do, or who is the flashback with? I kind of wanted to do a flashback with Nezumi. I can do that for my scene. Okay, I'm more than happy to do that because I wasn't really sure. Also, I want to state that I do think Nezumi is currently trapped in a basement. FYI, when the building collapsed. Yeah. Fair. Well, so, that's why that's Vi is beelining to Nezumi right now. Yeah, we can, so we can address that later. So I'm happy for you to carry on with the box thing, and we can. Um, I'm happy to use my scene to do the flashback. Okay. Um. So the next question I have uh, is uh, Zachary. Do you think that we were close enough to be able to know the explosion happened, or do you think we're across town? I think we certainly started across town, but I don't know how far we've gotten, how far this... Probably the safe house that uh, Cordelia would have suggested bringing the box to would have been intentionally, like, not close. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that, that, that the news couldn't get to us quickly enough. Yeah. So I think we're definitely not at the the big safe house. We're probably in a little bolt hole somewhere so that way we can, like, if there's tracking, we can disable it and also perform first aid on Cordelia before uh, she loses all her blood. So Before she loses all her blood. All her blood. So I think that the camera cuts from where Vi left Sabriel to this bolt hole. We've got, it's it's tiny... There's barely enough room for the two of us in the box, and I think Galador is primarily focusing on trying to perform first aid on Cordelia, although, like, Blade is mostly meant for inflicting wounds, not necessarily taking care of them, so I can't guarantee that Blade's first aid skills are necessarily up to snuff. Yeah, Yeah. Cordelia's like, I can do this part myself. I don't need you to do this. It's easy. To take a bullet out of a person. Wow, you're not you're not good at this. <laughs> I'm just trying to staunch the bleeding so that way we can have somebody qualified to take a bullet out of you be able to take the bullet out of you. Well, I'm sure it's easy. I'm also sure that there are better ways to do it than the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Cordelia looks up halfway towards reaching for a pair of needle nose pliers. Um, fine, 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 fine. We gotta. Okay, yes, ble- yes, bandages, gauze, pressure. 
pressure. She like puts a puts a hand on the bullet wound. Um, ow! Uh, and then just holds it there. <laughs> Let's see what we got, huh? What's in the box? Almost certainly some form of tracking. And uh, Galador starts like not not turning the box over. The box is too big for for Galador to easily like. Galador can lift it, but not gracefully so i think it's more just like giving it a a once over uh where it sits trying to see because you know you'd mentioned there there was like telemetry data on the box and things like that and galador says my instinct is to break it but i'm not sure that that will be good for whatever's inside yeah we don't and we don't know if what's inside can be subverted or changed or turned flipped do you okay uh Cordelia is going to search around for like some picks and some listening things uh what's the fucking stethoscope mm-hmm. uh and start doing the like whole rogue thing yeah, I think we're definitely like there's probably some sort of emergency kit that has various things in it. I don't think we're wanting for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she starts picking the lock or, you know, checking for traps, undoing any traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what she's up to. Okay, I got a complication. Mm-hmm. You, you get into the box. That's not fun otherwise. And whatever this device is, and really this is me wanting to throw fun curveballs I think the positive outcome is this device is you can understand exactly what it is and what it's doing, but you can't disable it. The negative is that you're going to be able to disable it or break it, but you don't know what it's doing and what effect breaking it will have. Ooh. Oh, boy. That's fun. I like that. I'm going to shift my karma pool down because I like that negative a lot. Love to be able to cause problems on purpose, you guys. Oh, oh, Jade. Yeah. Jade. Yes. Hold uh, on, I'm uh, putting this. I'm putting this in text chat, so so this might come up immediately. I promise. I promise. I'm not doing this again. Holy shit, August. I got a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I well, rolled a John. four for my positive, just like Macary, and then I rolled a five for my negative. So. So you're able Love to disable it. it or break it or whatever, but you don't know the repercussions of doing so. You don't know what it's responsible for. You just know it's something the enemy needed. So you got to take it off the table, as it were. Okay. Uh, referring to the thing that checks out, I think that the fact that we don't know what it is means that it's probably not that. Well, it could be, but you don't kn- you don't recognize the connection. Yeah, it it it, mm. it isn't the thing that happens, but it is a controller of some sort. Yeah, but well, that was what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. it's a controller of some sort. Mm. It was a it was a dead man switch, is what I was thinking. Mm. It doesn't. It also doesn't have to be that we can. It does it not have to be. Yeah. It can still be nebulous. Yeah, I don't. Um... It can be a MacGuffin. 
It can be a broken MacGuffin. I have an idea. Cool. Carry mm-hmm. on. Yeah, well, we don't get because we don't know what it does. You don't know um, what it does, but I, I just, I just, I just don't think it did. It did that because I can't mm. no, I see that. how that would make how that would work. Um, yeah, with, yeah. given the the role that we've made, I like it. I like the idea that it's a secret tool that we can use later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so we don't know we don't know what it does, but we do. It's like okay, this is like obviously very fragile. Whatever it does do, we can stop it. I think it's clear that it's some kind of transceiver of some, it's clearly like Mm -hmm. sending or receiving information and it's clearly got some Mm -hmm. delicate parts to it. Like it's magic tech. Yeah. There's magic, there's crystals in there that are doing something. (laughs) There's crystals. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing like a receiver, a transceiver. I'm seeing like all the stuff that you would need to like send and like transmit information but like what is this is like a this is like is that a dowsing rod is this a this is like a wiggly <laughs> spring that's like painted blue i don't know what this thing is supposed to, what what this thing is measuring only that whatever it's measuring it's sending back the less that they have the better yeah uh Quintilia will with one hand grab the trunk and then, like, with a groan and, like, a, this might have, like, torn any stitches that have been made, just heaves it out the window. Jesus Christ. Zach, I'm going to be so sad when you aren't playing Cordelia anymore. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I love, I love her. her. Don't you think that was a little dramatic? <clears throat> what? And there's an explosion in, in the distance. <laughs> I think that scene. What if it's like a silent explosion or like an implosion noise and it's just like this flare of light out the window? Yeah. Yeah. Sam, we're back up to you. Um, it is my turn. Frame a scene. Fuck. What is Sabriel doing? I could suggest you can as ask- this is... Go on, August. You go. Oh, I was just going to to remind Sam that uh, flashbacks are also a thing. We each get one. Yeah, and I was going to suggest you have the option of, uh, given that you established about like getting everybody out. There's the chase. There's a hunt. We've got NPCs available. Like this could be that. This could be Sabriel getting people out. You can also totally just abstract it, not mm-hmm. have any actual dialogue happen, yeah, and absolutely. just have a complication role, like mm-hmm. if if you so choose. I I was just thinking, like basically, like this is just this whole scene is just Sabriel like using his psionics to like lift debris off people, get people out of here, like think like force magic kind of stuff, just like blasting shit apart to get to the people who are who are in danger and like you see him just like eyes aglow like just you know doing as much as he can to save the people around him and to save his his crew um i have an idea for a complication if no one else does yeah go for it. it uh so you're expending a lot of energy a lot of magical energy um, so I think if you roll negatively, 
you kind of get knocked loose from your body. God damn it. Or if you roll positively, you're able to actually, like, you can see spirits in the area and you're actually able to enlist their help to find the survivors. So that way you can focus. Nice. Yeah, that totally, that is, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's roll that. Um, I don't think I need to adjust anything for my roll again. This is kind okay. of- Okay. You're going to just roll 2d6? Yeah. Okay. Actually, no, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, it's bad for me if I, if I choose to make mine positive, isn't it? Yes, but you can always, you can always take a, a an L later. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you, you are the martyr. I am, you know what? Fuck it. I'm the martyr. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just taking it, taking, taking this and going. Yeah. No justice for my characters. I'm just going to keep leading into it. Yeah, he, uh, I'm going to, so just, that's just 3d6? Mm-hmm. Yes. I got a 10. Nice. Yep. Good. Nice. Uh, and so, Hell yeah. yep, there we go. All right, so local spirits are able to to focus your efforts so you're not trying to rescue people who are no longer with us hell yeah so i i start i start like using the spirits help to guide me to the survivors and help and and really focus all my energy on just pulling people out and getting getting people to safety do we suffer any casualties do you think i think we suffer some casualties but i don't think i don't think it's more than like 10 percent of the people that we have here Okay, Jade, you're up. All right, this is a flashback. Is this counting? We'll figure out the logistics of if this qualifies as the one flashback I'm allowed or the one flashback you're allowed. Um, what do we want to do? What what is this, August? How long ago is this? How long has Nesabi been here? Hmm. I think they were in contact before they arrived here like helping with information i think they got here specifically maybe six months ago okay so i think this is this is a little more than six months ago i think this is galador trying to convince nezami to to make landfall here okay so this is taking place over communication screens probably Mm -hmm. on a secure channel and galador says this is this is where it's going to happen whatever it is and there are webs here that i think you would benefit from tapping into and this is completely without preamble like galador doesn't even really greet nezami yeah what makes you think i can't pull on them from here galador and like nezami's not really looking at the screen. I'm imagining like, not full on like FaceTiming but they are clearly in somewhere like a location. They're not they're not in their usual wherever they are it's not, it's new to Galador Um, Mm. it's echoey like the light of the device uh, Blade can see like dust motes floating around caught in it so Mm-hmm. It's clear wherever Nezami is, they probably aren't supposed to be. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, and they're talking fairly quietly, not like full on, we're at a church 
Oh, we're in a library whispering, but, uh... Mm -hmm. I think Galador pauses for a moment and then says, A spider can best sense things from the center of the web, can it not? Looks into the device. Estate. Don't know whether the comparison is entirely favorable, you know. Pull something off a shelf here, yeah, the flicking of uh, a large tome. Apologies, I don't mean to imply that you're merely an insect. I. That's not what I mean. But, and sort of like a half smile pulls up one side of his face. Are you asking, or is the compass asking? Galador kind of breathes in and holds the breath for a second and then says, If I said it was both, would you believe me? No. Enough people lie to me, Galador. How about you do me the respect of not being one of them? Of course. Flick page, flick page. No, I'm asking of my own accord. I believe that consolidating power is the best move that we can make. And the rook is a powerful piece. You turn your chess metaphors. Book comes off the shelf and is like put into a bag. And how is the bishop with all of the uh, does a little gesture above her head for the astral projection they're as well as can be expected <laughs> I'm going to solicit if anybody has a complication hmm. yeah a complication I think is right here I mean, I I've don't have one I've I also don't have one <laughs> that Nezumi is in a place Faye aren't meant to be oh I mean yeah Clearly, Nesmi is always in a place that Fair not meant to be in. But physically, I mean. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. My point stands. That's it's not always physical. Um, but yeah, I cannot come up with my own complication. It's against <laughs> the rules. Okay, I have it. I have it. Perfect. Okay. So, Nesmi, you're in a place that you're not meant to be physically. Mm -hmm. On a positive outcome. The call doesn't get interrupted at an inopportune moment. On a negative outcome, the call gets cut off before one or the other of you can't say something important. Ooh. I like that. I like Ooh. that. Mm. I got there eventually. Could you restate the positive outcome? The call doesn't get- your call just doesn't get interrupted. Okay. You're able to complete the call- without okay. uh anything interrupting you and the information that you're exchanging i you i'm gonna leave up to you what gets cut off mm. but something gets cut off yeah i'll take a negative this is fun i i think both of, i like the negative i think it's interesting yeah <laughs> well <laughs> good news everybody <laughs> go ahead and roll yeah that's a minus two, baby! Hell yeah! There we go. So, if this is a flashback and a piece of information was lost here, what kept you 
what kept uh, Galar from being able to tell, or one of the other to tell the other later once you didn't eat? Or is it something that, that only mattered then? Hmm. What if, as far as the information giver is concerned, the information did get across? Yeah. Ah. That's so I like you, that. You never, you never. Yeah. So one of you told the other something that the other didn't hear, and you've been operating under the assumption that they know this piece of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I really like that. What do we think, August? What's fun and interesting here? What do we think it could be? Um, I think it could be coordinates. For what, though? My immediate thought is coordinates of a cache of information that Blade thinks only Nesemi can process. Mm. So, like, there's... Maybe it's something about the Magitech. Uh, maybe it's something about not troop movements, because we've been keeping a pretty close eye on that, especially Cordelia, but something that if you don't have the information later could screw us over. Another another thought, it's a it's a, a cache of information that could potentially have helped with Nezumi's side project. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I was the other the other direction that it could be is that this Galero doesn't say hello or goodbye. Mm. Nezumi could be like, okay, and so here's some stuff. And then when they look, when Faye looks back up at the communicator, ne- Galero has gone. And so mm. Nezumi could be like, okay, they heard me and then just hung up. Yeah, I like that too. You got a wealth of options. I want to lean into that one uh, because okay. we were just talking about Sabriel, mm-hmm. and. It was asked that, and Nesmi did offer, and the offer was taken up, that Faye do something to kind of help ground Sabriel so they don't lose themselves and things like that. And I think what it maybe would have been was, we love MacGuffins. It's just like, okay, this amulet, you need to forge it like this. But there was a missing step cut off at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, rip! Oh no! It's it's effectively like I like the thought that maybe like the safety's off or Ooh. something. Effectively, like it's or it's like an open conduit instead of an anchor. It becomes something else. Does Sabriel have that amulet in the present? Yes, he sure does. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, is that why is that why Sabriel was able to see Vi? Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. That's interesting too. I, I think I think that I it, it's it's or it's a side effect of like the fact that that final step wasn't in place meant yeah. that Sabriel is an indicator that huh this isn't working the way it's supposed to. Yeah, no, I yeah. like that. Cause, Not that anyone's going to know that immediately, but, you know. Yeah, I think what this is, is, like, this amulet slash charm, whatever, is designed to help Sabriel stay tethered, but without the classic, it's like, he, he's not at Something risk of getting... Something else could tether in. Yeah, I was mm. going yeah, to say, he's not at risk of losing his himself from his body. He can't be fully separated but other stuff can get into his body. Yeah. It's not closed. Ouch. 
Don't like that. It's like something yeah, else it... can follow the tether. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, the yeah. amulet is a tether of his soul to his body, but something else could just as easily use that tether because it wasn't... It's like an open line. It's like yeah. anyone could be listening. It's like it's not a, it's not a private chat. It's not secure. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. Sweet. This is fun Sweet. and good. This is so fun and good. I love it. Oh, we love a good flashback that changes the context of the present day. Finger guns. That scene, baby. Hell yeah. Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!